listening to the Ladylike Podcast. Ladylike is the show where funny women tell disgusting stories. I'm your host, Jenna Kephart. And this week, um, I'm doing a little bit of a different episode. Um, I uh, don't have like a... I didn't sit down and talk to anyone. Um, I just have one longer live story for you um, from Elise Fernandez. Um, and Elise is uh, one of the producers of the Live Ladylike show. Um, but she has been gone for a few months. She's been sick, um, and this was her triumphant return to the show, and um, she's been away because she had a tumor in her femur and was going through chemo, and um, I'll let her tell you all about it. Here's Elise Fernandez. Don't worry, you guys will understand why in a little while. <laughs> Hi! You shouldn't stand in the front row, you guys suck. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, how's it going? My name's Elise. Give it up for all the comics you've seen tonight. Let me riff. <laughs> this is this whole 20 minutes is gonna be just buckle in, babe. You're gonna be excited. So, uh, okay, so the last nine months of my life have been kind of let nine, ten months of my life have been a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, so I'm just gonna take it for the beginning. Don't mind these notes. I thought that they were gonna help, but they won't. Uh, they won't. <laughs> so May 17th, my best friend passes away. Starting off strong. Uh, really, no one wants to laugh at that. You're right, you shouldn't laugh, she died. Uh, I wasn't happy about it, I was pretty upset. Um, so my, one of my best friends, she passes away from cancer. It happened really fast, over a course of a year and a half. And the whole time that she was going through treatment, we were talking all the time. And probably closer than we had been, even you know in the before times. And I had gone out to visit her in Connecticut a couple of times and we had just gotten so, so close. And then she passed away. And it was just this really, you know, shocking thing, obviously, that had happened. And I was physically feeling the grief so much. And she would just make fun of me so bad if she knew that because she would be like, shut up, you pussy. And I'd be like, you're right. I wish you were here. Uh, you know how it goes. Sweating uh, already. Uh, so uh, uh, exactly a month later, we had a ladylike show, and the day before, I had been having like really severe sciatica pain, what I thought was sciatica pain, and I was having this really awful sciatica pain. And can you hit the first slide, please? There's me in June. Were you guys here? Anyone here in June? Okay. Did you guys notice that my family did not clap? They were not. support my comedy. Way <laughs> to show up, Don't Just kidding. Now they're going to cheer real loud. Excellent. So there I am. Just look at this lovely before and after, okay? This is pretty good. I was standing then, can't now. Um, so, so that day I had this terrible sciatica pain, but of course I had to perform because I had asked to host and I, um, I love attention. So, 
So I was here. If you were here at that show, I was limping on and off stage, just limping on and off stage. It didn't, you know, but I was just like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm gonna be fine. I'm just, this is my Jordan show. You know what I mean? <laughs> playing with a, playing with a fever, baby. Playing with the um, <laughs> that was my father. Um, <laughs> Supports me now. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Um, so the next day, I w it was like really, I, was, I tried everything. I laid on heat, I laid on ice, I did the whole thing, I tried stretching, all these things. And finally I called my mom, I was like, Mom, I need you to take me to the emergency room. And she's like, okay, let's go, I just ate, let's go. <laughs> I'm ready, let's go to the emergency room. Now, if you guys haven't met her yet, you might later, but my mom and I are a dynamic duo out in the world. We are dynamic, riffing back and forth. So we are in the ER just making everybody giggle. We're having a grand old time. I'm like forgetting that my knee hurts. I'm like, why are we here? <laughs> I love this waiting room. What are we doing? For? <laughs> we go in and I get it. I get a uh, X-ray, and at first the lady, the nurse practitioner who's dealing with us, is like, you know, very jolly, chill, very chill, you know, whatever. She leaves, and all of a sudden she comes back, and her whole demeanor has changed. And I was like, okay, something serious. And me and my mom are like, <laughs> something serious, you know. Having <laughs> <laughs> the time of our little lives, and uh, the woman says. You have a cyst inside of your femur. We aren't the hospital for you to go to the Illinois Masonic. This is probably the nicest thing any stranger has ever done for me, is say, this is not the right place for you to be. You need to go to Northwestern and see Dr. Peabody, who sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's fucking go. So the next day, I call Dr. Peabody's office, and I cannot see him until July 31st. This is like June... 18th or something, I can't see him until July 31st. So I'm like totally freaked out. I can't live like this, like for this long. Well, I happen to be dating a business bitch diva angel, okay? <laughs> Her name is Pam, give it up for Pam. <laughs> Pam rules, Pam rules. Uh, So my business bitch diva angel gets on the phone and she's like, this is unacceptable. <laughs> We need to be seen right away. That's how she talks. But that's, that's we need to be seen as as I did. <laughs> and so they say you can meet with his associate, Dr. Attar. Okay. We go to meet Dr. Attar. How do I explain? He is like, he's like just an angel sent from above. He's truly the best. But he walked in. He's five foot five. He's got a long, curly ponytail. Okay, my kind of guy. <laughs> he had a beard that was like up to his eyes. <laughs> Not kidding. And he was wearing a Henley shirt. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> a short king emerges. <laughs> Already had me. So he tells me, basically, you're gonna have to go get an MRI, we're gonna try and get you an MRI today. When they say that to you, that is not, you, what you have is not low-key, okay? If someone says we wanna get you an MRI machine today, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> that's not good, okay? That sounds bad. Uh, that sounds mm, not good. So he was like, we're gonna get you in here, and then we're gonna get you a biopsy, and then we're gonna figure out next steps. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go get the MRI, whatever, fast forward a couple weeks, go get my biopsy, and I'm like out of the house, I'm feeling good. I live on the top, I live on the third floor of an, a beautiful apartment, uh, not to brag. Uh, my style is impeccable. Uh, 
But I, I, <laughs> so is Pam's. Uh, <laughs> she get mad at me for that later. I call it my bed sometimes, and wow, do I get a ring for that one, baby. Woo! Okay, anyway, back to the jokes. Um, so I had to go get a, a biopsy of my femur, and I, you know, I go in, I get the little two little holes drilled in my femur, no big deal. We're out for the day, and I was like, you know what, let's go get breakfast. Let's go to Cozy Corner, right? You're like, absolutely, yeah. So we go to Cozy Corner up in Edgewater, love it there, and I have my patty melt, I'm feeling amazing, and I go to open the door as we're leaving for Pam, because chivalry is not dead, and I lose my balance, and I just fall into my butt, and I break my femur. Absolutely clean through. Can you hit the next slide? Hey, next slide. There I am. There I am in the hospital. There's my leg, all wrapped up. Now, okay, when your leg is wrapped up all the way to here, you have to lay completely flat. So the whole time that I was in the ER, laying completely flat. Also, when I fell in the cozy corner, you know that I milked that shit. I was like, cozy corner had to look at me. <laughs> Eyes on me. <laughs> kind of going through it over here. And I hadn't been on stage in a while, so you know, well, actually that's a lie. I had been on stage like a week before, but you know, I need my attention. Um, and my outfit was very cute, uh, obviously. Um, so I was then, <laughs> so I'm then stuck in the emergency room, right? And I, they get me to this room and the guy that's the nurse was like, do you want anything to eat? And like, the only thing that I want to eat is like a grilled cheese sandwich. And the nurse orders me the salmon <laughs> at the hospital, which I then had to lay, eat like completely flat. Have you ever tried to do that? It's a These were like, yeah, it's a talent. <laughs> Absolutely, I was like, what are we doing here? That night the, they're doing construction next door. I'm like, this is my fucking Nightmare, like this is my nightmare. Okay, hit the next slide. The best part about my hospital experience though was the pirouette. Has anyone ever encountered one of these before? Oh, yeah, okay, if you don't, turn it up, turn on the pirouette. If you don't know what a pirouette is, it's like a pad that's attached to a tube that you pee into and then it collects into this bucket behind my head. And let me tell you, when I made this a game, like a, this is an Olympic level sport for me. I was like, I must fill the bucket. <laughs> Has anyone ever had an enema? Okay, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to cheer if you don't want to, it's okay. But let me tell you, my angel nurse, Dorothy, the evening nurse, she would come in and stick an enema right on my butt and baby, 10 minutes later, I was shitting bricks. It was amazing. It was amazing. And she would be like, you are amazing. You are a gift from God. Thank you, Dorothy. I am a gift from God. Time must have done for me is it really made me humble. Very humble. <laughs> the, uh, my other favorite thing about the hospital, could you hit the next slide, please? <laughs> was my baby Eric Erlach. Okay? Now, this is a photo that I did find on the internet that he really was trying to hide. But I found it. And now, normally, I would not let a man who is holding two fish like this touch my body. 
okay? This would be big major red flag energy. Absolute no-no, you know what I mean? But I don't have a choice, because he's my resident. So every morning, this man would come into my room, and we would like have coffee at 5 a.m. and like chat. And it was like kind of sexy. And I was like, I know that I didn't ask for this, but I kind of love this. <laughs> Later on, when we went to go get my staples removed, it was my girlfriend and my mom and I in the room, and he said something about his fiance, to which I said, fiance? <laughs> our third. <laughs> that is over now. <laughs> so it turns out that I had a six-inch tumor in my right femur, which uh, is the size of a hoagie right in here. Just a little party stuff going on in my femur. It's probably been there for like 10 plus years, right? But I just like happened to have to I don't know, deal with it now. So, okay, it's gonna get a little gross now. All right, hit the next slide. So, for reference. <laughs> this is what a healthy femur looks like, okay? This is a healthy femur. This wasn't my femur, this is clip art. <laughs> this wasn't my other femur. <laughs> So here's a few, and there's also just a skeleton in case you want to look, know what it looks like on the inside. Absolutely snot. Uh, okay, so. Oh, oh my god, a lot of swatches came off my head. Uh, woo! Alright, we're partying now, baby. Okay. Alright, are you guys ready for this next slide? Hit the next slide. That's what came out of my body. Oh. Okay, so, <laughs> see, this is why you shouldn't sit front row. <laughs> I know, it's pretty brutal. So on the left, that's my femur, okay, that they took out. That's, well, they took out half of it. So this is what it looks like now. Whoa. Thank you! Yeah. It is sexy. My leg hair is growing back, too. <laughs> And then that's where, my, so they had to replace my knee because you can't put a femur, like you can't put like a, a fake femur on top of bone because it'll grind it down to a little, little powder and we don't need that. I've already been through enough, you know? <laughs> so they had to replace my knee too. So I got a full knee, brand new knee. I'm half bionic, thank you. <laughs> and yes, and then I got uh, half of a femur replaced. You can hit the next slide. <laughs> Can you hit it one more time? Just kidding. <laughs> We're just having fun, okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, every time I do comedy, I'm gonna sit down. This is awesome. <laughs> this is amazing. I've got sweat in my eye. This is like my this is like my sports, you know? <laughs> oh my god, alright, let me look at my notes. Um okay, so the whole <laughs> as if I could read this. <laughs> I can't put pants on the whole time I'm in the hospital. So like people wanted to come visit me. It's a, my friend Mo did come. I was pantsless, but you know she's one of she's great special. Experience. Great, great experience. One of the special ones. My uncle wanted to come, and I was like, I don't think so. I just 
I don't want to ever talk to an uncle with no pants on. Do you know what I mean? That's like, shouldn't happen. The cha-cha should be covered. You know what I mean? All the holes should be secure. I'm going to be looking my uncle in the eye. No? Yeah. I thought you guys were not agreeing with me. I was like, what? Okay, the world has changed. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I missed this shit. Okay, so, so I'm there for a couple of weeks. I, on my last night in the hospital, something that I did every night while I was in the hospital was watch Five Foot Two, the Lady Gaga documentary. Anyone else a fan? Literally watched it every day. She is my queen. Um, wasn't even that big of a fan before. Now I praise the ground she walks on. Because she has hip problems, and I'm like, we're the same. Uh, chronic pain? Ooh, you know? So on the last night in the hospital, I decided that I was going to treat myself to dinner that wasn't in the hospital. And there's a Beatrix in the basement of the Northwestern. Yes. So... So delicious. They have the most amazing Caesar salad. It's my favorite food. And um, so I order chicken Caesar salad and get from the Grubhub guy. And I, or I order from Grubhub. And the Grubhub guy calls me. And it happens to be shift change for the night nurses right when I ordered, which I should have known because I've been there for like two and a half weeks at that point. <laughs> and so I should have known when it, whatever. So they, uh, <laughs> they're like, we can't grab the food and he's like no one's answering the door you know there's no one here and I was like just wait someone's gonna come and I like asked the aide to go get it they can't go get it all of a sudden there's a knock at my door I'm also still no pants there's a knock at my door and he says grub hug and I was like My, my hospital room was like very vibey because I had been there for so long. Like my girlfriend brought like my my like star projector machine that we all bought in the pandemic, and like she brought like dried flowers and scarves and like tchotchkes and stuff. And, like people had sent like flowers. It was like very kind. I felt very at home. But so this guy walks in. I have this sheet pulled up to my face. I'm only being lit by five foot two and my, my star projector. And he just like throws the salad at me and gets the hell out of here. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what the next slide is. Maybe we should hit it. Oh yeah, okay. So that's what I looked like right after surgery. And you can see that's not my pussy, that's my belly, just so you know. Um, <laughs> don't be afraid. Uh, you would know if it was my pussy. Believe me, it's robust. Uh, <laughs> but there was this drain, this like drain tube in there that they had to pull out and they snaked it and it was way deeper than I thought it was. I thought it was like very surface. And it, when they pulled it out, it was like a long, weird snake coming out of my leg. It was so creepy. Okay. You get it. Okay. <laughs> so after I left the hospital, I, like I told you, I, lived on the th I live on the third floor, so I couldn't go back to my apartment for a while. And so I had to go live in my parents' basement, and uh, I was living in the basement with my parents' elderly dog, uh, <laughs> who was also wearing diapers at the time. abused the pure wick as I was doing for so long um, you don't have any like control of your 
like you have incontinence problems, right? I didn't know that this was gonna happen. This was a total surprise to me. So one day I wake up out of the hospital bed that my parents lovingly got for me so that I didn't have to be on like a cot in the basement. And I stood up and just pee fell out of my body. <laughs> and I'm on a tile floor. I just got my knee and my femur replaced. I'm using a walker. I'm like, oh man, covered in pee. This happened every morning without fail. Very sexy. <laughs> They're super sexy, wear my diapers, had my little changing station. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So, <laughs> you guys, I haven't been here in a long time, okay? I'm just here for nine months. Let me give me a thank you. Uh, thanks, guys. I needed that. Let me just take a little sippy of my bed. I'm so sweaty. <laughs> if my parents were here, I would totally take my shirt off, but just be in a bra. <laughs> it's true, I probably would, but uh, they'll have something to say about it later. Um, I didn't realize after I'd been through all, I thought that this was like the worst of it, right? I thought like, for sure, there's no other problems. They got it all. They got good margins. Everything was good. And a couple weeks into my um, my recovery, I went in to go see my surgeon again, or talk to my surgeon again, and he told me that I needed to go talk to an oncologist. Mm. And so I go, and he, my, like I said, Dr. Tar is like my angel. He was like, I'm gonna be along with you every step of the way. You and I are gonna be friends for a very long time, whether or not anything happens with this oncologist, but I just wanna introduce you to this person so we can talk about next steps. So I was like, okay, I'm still feeling like maybe there's something that's not chemo that we can do. Maybe there's immunotherapy, maybe there's all these other things. Because I had just experienced all of this through my friend who had just gone through all of this. So I kind of felt like, okay, now I, I kind of am conditioned to know what to do next. So we go to meet Dr. Pollock, and they put us in this room. It's me, my mom, and Pam, and I'm in a wheelchair, which I was, if you guys have never been pushed around in an adult stroller before, highly recommend. <laughs> Highly recommend and milk it. If you gotta be done for it, just milk it all you can. Cause let me tell you, it is nice. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in my little adult stroller and then Pam is with me and my mom and the nurse practitioner comes in, she sits on a garbage can and then my doctor comes in and he sits on the exam table but he is also a short king. Um, so his feet are swinging. <laughs> The worst news of my life. <laughs> Truly, couldn't have been a worst kind of way to deliver. Like, I don't want to see your socks while you're telling me that my eyelashes are gonna fall out. Do you know what I mean? I don't need that. So he's so he starts prompting me on chemo, like, you're going to lose all of your hair. You're going to lose your eyelashes. You're gonna lose a little weight. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> like, how much weight are we talking? <laughs> You're gonna lose a little weight. You're gonna, you know, this is gonna happen. We're gonna go four to six months. You're gonna get treatment every three weeks. And by the end, it should be completely eradicated. All right, that's good news, right? So I get in there, I start, go to chemo my first day. I'm gonna hit the next one. Okay, here I am. So I decided before, two weeks before I got chemo that I was gonna shave my head because I wanted to be in control of it. Also, because I had just grown my hair out for like a few years and I was really attached to it. And I did not want to drown Pam in my hair one morning. Do you know what I mean? Like that would just be like, 
adding salt to the trauma wound. We don't need to do that. So I decided to shave my head. Then I also decided to bleach it. So I was going through something, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I was having a moment. With my complexion, for real? Are we doing that? Okay. Trust the process. Did not trust the process. Dyed it pink after that. I had, had another little moment, dyed it pink. And then, wow, I am so wet. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, another, uh, well, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to the splash zone was not a joke. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> so, one day I was at my parents' house, my hair, my hair just started falling out. Like, I touched my hair and just clumps of hair started falling out. My mom, thankfully, is a hairstylist. She's like, come on, get my chair. We're just gonna shave your head. We'll just shave it all off. Now the thing with losing all your hair is that it doesn't just all fall out one day, like a strong autumn breeze comes and then you're hairless, you know? It doesn't happen. So like, chunks of my hair started to come out in patchy ways, and I had to like, I officiated my friend's wedding like along with all of this, and I was like patchy bald then. It was a real look. I had on fake eyelashes, still sweating just as much. I was melting, I was melting in front of them. And I was like, do you take <laughs> Die. Oh, thank you. Those are good friends. Oh, it was Pam. Oh, well, that's a good girlfriend. That was even better. I'm going to marry her one day. Um, so, like, as you go through chemo, you don't, they don't tell you all the hair that you're gonna lose. Like, I didn't know that my pubes were gonna completely go away. I had no idea. So one day I was taking a shower and all of a sudden I was like, wow, I am naked. I am like, naked, naked. You know what that means? I am in for an itchy pussy summer, honey. Very excited about that. Very excited about that. Look out for me on the beach, honey. is like really glamorous or funny or uh, truly like it's it is hell like it they the the drugs that they gave me are doxorubicin and clindamycin which are going to be my two firstborn's names um, <laughs> and then they have a nice rent of doxorubicin um, but they call that combination the red devil because it is like a bright red liquid that they s just stick into you for hours at a time and it, it is brutal no punchline. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. Um, and so, like, I think throughout this whole time, I was thinking about this friend that I had lost and how I was so miserable. And I made no time to talk to really anyone besides my, like, immediate people, like my immediate family, and that was really it. And she made time to talk to me all the time. And that was just like, what an, like, what an incredible friend. I would have been such a shitty friend had the roles been reversed. I would have been like, stop calling me. Stop calling me. But she wasn't. She was, she was such a good friend to me. And um, now I've gotten sidetracked and a little emotional, but um, she was such a good friend to me. Anyway, another, one of the things that happened to me during chemo was that I had um, extreme nausea, which was really sexy. Um, <laughs> And I had um, like a stack of puke bags next to my bed. Now my sweet business bitch angel diva Pam, um, she hates puke. Like 
that many things she doesn't like, puke, definitely top of the list. But this chick really stood by me because I was puking, like, grab a bag, puking in our bed. Didn't even try and leave. Didn't even try and leave. I'm like, the toilet? That's not happening. No. Absolutely not. I would just, like, puke, tie it up, leave it there, hope my dog didn't get it. He did a couple times. But, uh, no. you know what? He's living on the edge. I live in a dystopia. Something that did happen at the end of every chemo, like after every chemo session is, um, I would have to, like I would get home and the first day of the year on chemo, your pee is toxic. Okay, sexy, um, very fun and cool, little quirk. Um, and so, and you also like, you just have like very weird sensations. So I would have to, I would often have this problem where I would go home, I would try and take a shit and then I would faint, or almost faint, after I took a shit, okay? It wasn't like mid-shit. I was, I would shit and then I would stand up and I'd be like, oh, I don't feel very good. And so Pam would come in and like put my legs up on the tub and do everything that was right, but she'd have to sit there with me in my shit stench the whole time that I was almost passing out on the ground. Completely, okay, I thought that was me. Yeah, I would, I would pass out and mention it. Now what's happening is, at, so, so just so you guys know, I finished chemo in January. <laughs> and my first round of scans are clear. Like, I thought that, you know, chemo's done, and now I'm gonna go back to normal. No, 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 that's not how medicine works, apparently. So now I have this fun thing where I can't feel my hands or my feet. Neuropathy, super exciting. While I also walk with the cane already, so like my feet are extra wobbly, so just like, clear a path, okay? If you see me walking anywhere, just get out of the way, or I'm gonna take you down with me, because I need you for padding, you know what I mean? I need you for to pad my fall. <laughs> The other thing that has happened is that I have early menopause. I know, now me and my mom have another thing in common. Best friends forever! We're gonna be synced up entirely. Um, so I'm getting hot flashes, which is part of the reason why this is happening. Also because, you know, lighting, and um, that's really why. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I don't really know how to wrap this up because I guess it's still going on, you know? And I guess like every three months I'm going to have to go for scans and every four months I'll get to see my sweet short king, Dr. Atar, and that'll go on for years and years of my life. But uh, I do just want to take a quick minute to raise a toast to uh, my family for standing by me even though they had literally no choice. Um, <laughs> I am the firstborn, after all. Um, cheers to that. Um, to the friends that have always been by my side, and to my angel, Sam Bergman, for guiding me through this. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Ladylike Podcast. That was Elise Fernandez, uh, who we're so happy to have back. 
I'm Jenna Gephardt, and this podcast was produced by me. Our theme song is Type of Wound by Natalie Grace Alford. New episodes come out every Monday, and our live show happens every third Tuesday of the month at the Lincoln Lodge Theater. If you like what you hear, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and we'll see you next week.